We're back with another episode of Unbiased Football Talk. And I have a great view right now. I'm looking at a man I haven't seen in many, many moons. James, what's up, man? What's up, man? Glad to be back. Let's do it. Short and sweet. All right. What's up, Mike? <laughs> hey, like I said before, the two-man power play is over. <laughs> We're back at full strength, baby. 53-man rosters have been set, and we got football next week, and it counts. Let's get it going, man. Yeah, just so you guys know, I had a terrible intro, and so uh, <laughs> this is take two, so let's, let's go. Yeah, and like uh, James mentioned in take one, which you guys obviously didn't hear, but there was a surprise in the offseason yesterday and today. You know, the biggest surprise, James mentioned it, Jalen Rieger. <laughs> obviously, that's the news you're talking about. Jalen Rieger is now partners with Justin Jefferson, who... Obviously, the Eagles took a lot of flack for drafting Jalen Rieger, the pick before Justin Jefferson. Thank you, Philadelphia. Now is pairing up with Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Obviously, in my opinion, just to be a, a punt returner. But James, is that the is that the big surprise you were you were talking about, Jalen Rieger? Yeah, yeah, I no, definitely. So. Uh, big That's big so. signing. Maybe the wide receiver four, possible special special team all star. Uh, if he's on your fantasy squad, he does bad. Message him. He loves that. <laughs> hey, people might say this is a stupid pickup, but, you know, Minnesota has good luck picking up Philadelphia scrubs, you know? There's that guy named Chris Carter. Oh, there you go. That they picked up for 100 bucks, But but uh, I don't think that's the news that you were talk- talking about. I uh, think you were talking about Mike's favorite quarterback in the league, Russell Wilson. That's right, baby. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I got to I gotta look up that clip because I haven't seen it, but... If it's as awkward as everyone says it is, I, I got to watch it. It's very awkward. He's an awkward guy. Well, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start it off because I I want Mike to go and start because I know he's just like just wants to talk about the Denver Broncos, how great they are. That roster fire. I love it. So go ahead, Mike. What do you What do you think on, on Russ Wilson? Oh yeah, you know I love my orange and blue. You know it's great. <laughs> That's right. Let's ride. Let's go. So, yeah, uh, we got Russell Wilson. He signed a five-year, $245 million contract, $50 million signing bonus. Average salary about $49 million a year. Total guarantees $161 million. This is a fat contract, and I'm going to tell you why this was a bad contract. So, according to Spot Track. He has a base salary of $2 million this year and a uh, signing bonus of $10 million he, uh, and a cap hit of $17 million, uh, on the cap for this season. The problem with it is, down the line, it, it just gets steeper and steeper. Now, I know the cap really fluctuates year to year. You get a little bit more uh, money to wiggle with at you know as the years go by, but... After that 2025 season, and he'll be age 37 by then, he's going to have a $37 million base salary and a $55 million cap hit. That's pretty steep. On top of that, he would still have four more years at age 38 on that contract, which would be worth $161 million. And if they wanted to get rid of him at that point, it's a $31 million dead cap hit. That is a long-term disaster, uh, especially if you're going to go into the 2026 season with a quarterback who's 38 years old with a four-year contract. 
Now, you know, you can argue it's a different game now. You know, quarterbacks aren't getting hit like they used to. They can probably play into their 40s. Tom Brady, uh, uh, Drew Brees to an extent. But when if you stick with this guy, he's going to get a cap, a base salary of 40 million in 2026, 44 million in 2027. And in that final year, he's going to get $50 million on that contract at age 40 years old. So to me, how I look at this contract is those last, those, these, the, the 2022, 2023 and 2024 season is a win now situation for the Broncos. They're pretty much going all in and trying to win a Super Bowl because after that, the cap hit gets ridiculous. So to me, it's it's banking on, hey, you're going to get us a Super Bowl short term and we'll deal with it down the line. We'll kick the can down the road when it's time to. Um, but in the meantime, this, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to roll what they got and 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 and, and keep going with that. Now, I get it. They've had a, a long stretch of bad quarterbacks over the years. We, we discussed it before the show. We, we have a long list. Oh, no, no, so, no, please. Allow me. <laughs> go ahead. Go for it, man. <laughs> hey, go for you. it. Since John Elway in 1998, here are the notable quarterbacks to play for the Denver Broncos. Jake Plummer, Jay Cutler, Kyle Orland, Tim Tebow, Chris Sims, Peyton Manning for a couple of years before he couldn't throw a spiral, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, Drew Locke, and Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. That's why they paid Russell Wilson. That's exactly why. I mean, it's it's a it reeks of desperation, and they feel like they got their guy. Broncos, Broncos fandom is is they're they're going crazy. They already got their their Russell Wilson jerseys. They're ready to go. They're so let's excited. Ride. Let's ride. Let's go. So, I get I get why they did it, but they're in a cap situation down the line in the long term. So that's that's what I got for uh, for this this one. What you got, James? Uh, yeah, I, you know, any, any, out of the West. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's where I was headed with this. Well, part of it, like any, any Niner fan will tell you that there's no worse feeling than seeing Wilson chuck a deep ball. And then, you know, the camera starts painting to the left and you're like, oh, all right, this is a 40 yard touchdown. Yeah. Uh, there's no worse <laughs> feeling than being up by four with a minute 30 to go. And he gets the ball back. You're like, all right, we lost like th- yeah. this dude. Say what you want about the future of the contract and the money. He he's earned it. You yeah. know, he carried that franchise for several years. They've been one of the top, you know, winningest teams in the NFC. For a while it was, you know, Seattle, Green Bay, New York, you know, back in those early days. I think they're good when they're good when New York was good. I can't remember. But anyways, uh we're, no, that was early two thousand tens, right? New York was good. So forget yeah. I said New York. Anyways, he's earned his contract, <laughs> right? He's a He's, uh, in my opinion, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I can't I can't really dispute the contract at all. I, he's earned it. Uh, he's just a fantastic quarterback when he's on. Uh, if it weren't for him, these Seattle teams the past few years would be four-win squads. Yeah. You know, with Pete Carroll and average quarterback play, they're, they, they would have been trash. But because of him, they were relevant, making the playoffs every year. Uh, I would say the coach held him back. You know, fun fact, though, you, you normally you see uh, quarterbacks, really good quarterbacks. Their offensive coordinators get poached, right? They get uh, they get hired as head coaches elsewhere because 
you know, presumably the coordinator has something to do with the offense. Uh, Russell Wilson's guys get fired. That that's like a really weird dynamic that I never uh, I never realized until like uh, Middlecoff and uh, Haberman brought it up. But like he gets guys fired, and part of the reason is because people think like he's being held back by the coaching. So I mean, maybe maybe it's just um, maybe it's just like Pete Carroll's conservative philosophy and the offensive corners and being a fall guy but i just that that is really weird a really weird fact but anyways i think he's earned this contract uh still i still have my reservations about them this year because i don't know how good nathaniel hackett is but um they definitely got the talent to make some noise in the afc it's just a matter of uh being cohesive and can they gel together yeah yeah that's a the biggest question on that team obviously is is nathaniel hackett he's purely a head coach because he was the quarterback's coach for Aaron Rodgers. And that's my opinion. You're not going to change my mind. Um, he's definitely earned this contract. Like you said, those Seattle teams are four-win teams. But he, he just made something out of nothing on every single play. I mean, I remember watching the Vikings against the Seahawks in the playoffs in 2015, and we had him dead to rights on multiple occasions, and he would just spin out of it and find a wide-open Doug Baldwin somehow or – some no-name receiver in the end zone. And um, I mean, he went to back-to-back Super Bowls. He's a third rounder or whatever he is out of Wisconsin. He beat out Matt Flynn, who they paid a stupid amount of money, if I remember correctly, yeah, after, yeah. after a week 17 blowout of the Detroit Lions. Four um, touchdowns. Yeah. He's worth it, and I get it, because there's a lot of teams out there that need a quarterback that are near, <laughs> just nearly as good as is uh, Russ Wilson, and he makes them a contender to win the division. Now, I'm not saying he's going to, Mike. Don't, 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 don't get, don't get mad at me. Don't, don't, don't hurt Put your me. fist down. I'm Man, just saying, All right. All right. this division, if they, if they rolled with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or Brock, whatever the hell it is that they have on that team, they're, they're automatically the fourth team place because that division is so stacked. But with him, there is a question on who's going to win the division, and you could make a case that they are going to win it with it. Look what happens when these these teams bring in quarterbacks that have Hall of Fame potential. The last time they did that was Peyton, Peyton Manning, and they went to two Super Bowls with Peyton Manning. Obviously, they got blown out by Russ Wilson in one of them, and they, they beat Cam Newton. Well, Von Miller won that Super Bowl, but still. Teams bring in these quarterbacks. The Bucks bring in Tom Brady. All they need is that one player, and boom. The Vikings brought in Brett Favre for a year. Boom, they went to the NFC Championship. But I don't think that's going to happen in Indianapolis. I'm just saying. But um, yeah, I think it's. I think he's. I think he's worth it just because of the names that I that I pointed out earlier. Because they've had they've had a rough go at it. I mean, I was looking at that list. and I'm like, holy crap! They've had it even just as bad as the Vikings have at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Half of those quarterbacks I named played for the Vikings. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Yeah. Case Keenum, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Oh. I think I think he's worth it. No, yeah, I agree. It, yeah, I mean it's 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 an understandable move. Um, you know, I'm just I'm I was just expressing long term it's gonna be it's gonna be uh interesting what they're gonna do with that contract for with the quarterback who's gonna be in his in his late 30s, going into his 40s, and I know like he, he takes care of his body. He's, he's he's relatively like he stays healthy all the time. Like I mean, there's 
there's always talks about him going into like a cryo chamber and spending you know this amount of money on on his health and all that stuff so you know they're they're banking on that he is going to be healthy in in his late 30s and into his 40s so i understand it but the, the cap hit is 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 you can't ignore it you really can't at this point yeah no you're, you're right it's expensive but he's worth it i think from what he's done so far yeah, money is nothing when you can raise that Lombardi if he does. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, true. I would care. Kirk Cousins yeah. is Kirk Cousins and Sam Bradford have robbed the Vikings. I wouldn't give give a damn if they raised the Lombardi. Yes, James, I see you raising your hand. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing I wanted to uh, to touch on is um, if you name the top five quarterbacks in the league, um, exactly zero of them have a fully guaranteed contract. But you got a dude in Cleveland who has $230 million guaranteed. It just makes that deal look all the much worse. Like, yeah. you know, in comparison. I just wanted to point that out. Like, Well, you could argue yeah. that that same guy should be in prison. But we're not, not going to go with it quite there yet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That, that's exactly why that deal sucks. Yeah. That's why Cleveland suspend, is Cleveland. You suspend Calvin Ridley for a whole year and give you-know-who a slap on the wrist at 11 games give me a break i'm so tired of hearing about him i hate to bring him up but it, i think it has to be said this also uh i mean whatever i guess uh lamar jackson's contract's gonna be more than this one because the new quarterback to get paid just you know trumps the last one that got paid yeah, i'm not even worried about the quarterback pay i'm worried about the wide receiver pay there yeah that that's true that's true. Yeah. I mean, we, we know at this point, quarterback pay is just going to keep going higher and higher. I mean, just imagine what, what guys like Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert is going to get. They're going to they're you're going to have to, you know, put a blank check on the on the table and tell them to put yeah. a number there. So, yeah, you know, that's what we it's expected at this point. Here's a here's a hot take. Uh, Herbert is more likely than he should be to have a new team because Dean Spanos is so cheap. There's a high yeah, that's point. true. That's a good that point. That's true. I don't know. They put, a, they put a lot of weapons around him this offseason, unless they're just trying to win in the next one to two years and not trying to invest long-term in him. Like, they re, what, they re-signed Mike Williams to a deal. They brought in J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack, and they already have one of the best pass rushers in the league if he's healthy. One of the probably overrated safeties in the league in Derwin James because he never plays. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, they put weapons around him, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, and I don't even know who's at tight end there anymore. But unless Good they're just going to win in the next one to two years. Yeah, I think I think I think because I, I think on a business sense for the Chargers, man, uh, it's they're they're in L.A. and there's no fan base for the Chargers in L.A. So they have to solidify a fan base in for, for the Chargers. I mean, they don't even have their own stadium. They're renting out the Rams stadium. Right. So in saying all that, you, you you have to you have to solidify some sort of fan base and it starts with the quarterback. So mm-hmm. they're their their hands gonna be forced to to sign Herbert to a ridiculous contract, probably break the break the market because of that reason. It's because they have to solidify. It's gonna happen sooner than later too for for Herbert, I think. Yeah, it has to. It has to. Yeah, it yeah. was just a, a hot take. Probably not gonna happen, but something that 
I thought. I mean, no, I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying because they don't have. I mean, they're not a. Until they got Herbert, they weren't a team anybody thought. I mean, that. I guess I can't say that because they had the number one offense and the number one defense in 2011 or whatever it was and didn't make the playoffs. But they, they haven't been a big market team for the last however long. Yeah, it's yeah. just the thing about the Chargers is that they always, on paper, always have uh, the best guys uh, on paper, and and it seems every year that they're they're always in the discussion to to make some noise. Oh, this is the dark horse team to do it. This is the these this is the year, year that the Chargers do it every year. I mean, it, I go as far back as when they had Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, uh, Darren Sproles, uh, Michael Turner on one team. And and uh, Philip Rivers in his prime, and they did absolutely nothing. So, um, you know, it, it it goes it goes for years, and you can go back as far back as Junior Seau. You you know when you know when he was in his prime, and Vincent you, you Jackson, go all, Vincent Jackson, you can rest you can in go peace. All, yes, rest in peace, absolutely. And you know you can, you know you can go for years about the Chargers, Dan Fouts. In the eighties, you can talk about them too. I mean, you can go far back as far back as you want to, and that's the same story with the Chargers. So, I mean, it, it doesn't move the needle for me. I, I, it's going to be the same old Chargers, but that's just the Raiders talking. You know, it's, that's. Just I was going to say there's there's some there's some <laughs> there's some no name right now talking about the Raiders being that team in their podcast. Yeah. It does not move the needle for the guy in the Raiders hat. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Well, let's move away from the AFC West because I can see Mike getting fired up. But yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's move on. At the end of the day, Russ Wilson, he's not the goat, but right now he's 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 about to cl- clamp down on that AFC West and win that division. That's right. I'm just playing. That's all right. That's all right. That's right. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's try to get a couple unbiased talks from James because I know that's what, what he wants to do. Let's talk about Mr. GQ, Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Most handsome man in the NFL, probably, <laughs> behind behind Vikings current head coach Kevin O'Connell, because that's a handsome man. But uh, so I get a news, you know, ESPN alert the other day that Jimmy G restructures and he's staying in San Francisco. Instantly message James and Mike and say, "Well, we now we know Trey Lance is a bust." <laughs> so can can you tell me how that makes Trey Lance not a bust, James? Yeah, when he first messaged me, I didn't know they restructured his deal. So uh, I, I was thinking they could still cut him, you know. But then I saw they restructured his deal. I was like, okay, I guess he's here to stay. So, um, look, you saying he's a bust, you it doesn't – I can't I can't totally fight the idea behind that sentiment because if they were truly like – you know, if, if Kyle Shanahan felt 100% comfortable with Trey Lance going, this, going into this season, Garoppolo would have probably been cut. And they would ride with either Purdy or Sudfeld as a backup quarterback. So there is that level of discomfort with uh, Lance's progression so far. So yeah, I can't I can't argue that. That's a fact. Like he does not feel comfortable with Lance uh, going the full 18 games because uh, he is not accurate. He's just not an accurate quarterback. He's more of an athlete than a quarterback right now, and it's really hard to dispute that. Uh, that said, there are some. There are other reasons why it made sense to keep Garoppolo. One, they didn't they didn't receive an offer that was worth, you know, trading him, right? Uh, the market for Garoppolo just wasn't what they thought it would be. Now it probably was early in the offseason, but then he had that shoulder surgery, and then I assume I assume teams were like, well, we don't 
when you're going to be healthy. We don't want to trade anything for you. Like, we don't know what's going on anymore. So they kind of screwed themselves by doing that. By them, I mean uh, Garoppolo and his agent, Don Yee. Um, and then, two, it also makes sense from the team standpoint. Like, if you ignore if you ignore Lance's psyche or whatever, if you ignore the, um, like, the, the, the personnel factor, I, I don't know how to convey this, but from a strictly putting together the best 53-man squad, having Garoppolo as your quarterback, every every team in the NFL will sign up for that for six and a half million dollars. They instantly have the best quarterback, the best backup quarterback in the league. That if Lance were to get hurt or if he struggles, they know they can win with him. They've made two NFC championships, one Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo starting. So there is that aspect from the team perspective that it makes sense to have him as a backup. And then uh, another thing, they could, this makes it more attractive in a trade. You know, during the season, uh, some guy gets hurt. Now, instead of $23 million, Jimmy Garoppolo, you have $6.5 million, right? So it he could still be on the way out as uh, whenever the, before the trade deadline um, passes. But yeah, uh, if you're worried about Lance, I can't say you shouldn't be because if he really was truly ready, Garoppolo wouldn't be here right now. But it's not the worst for him, you know. It's just uh, he's just not ready yet, and you can tell by their roster. They have, I think, they kept five running backs and four tight ends. They're not going to be throwing the ball a lot. So, you know, those Lance MVP tickets you guys have—they're probably not coming coming through. Like, hey, oh, you're laughing. Who's you guys? No, no, not you guys. Just in general, you know, all oh. six of our listeners, if they bet Lance MVP, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. But I hope you got the eighty to one at least, so you can say you got a good number. But yeah, uh, be worried about him because he's not ready. But it's not the worst for his situation, and it helps the Niners overall as a team. So who starts Week One? Lance, you idiot! Like <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it. Jimmy hasn't practiced all offseason. Like, he hasn't been in team meetings. They, Kyle Shanahan said himself, like, he was asked, if uh, if Garoppolo being on the roster week one was a possibility, then how come he hasn't been practicing and, you know, being a part of the offseason program? And Kyle said, like, well, we didn't think it was a possibility. So, you know, they just let him be, stay on the side, do his own thing, not practice, not get hurt. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden roster cuts roll around. He's still on the team. So they talk to each other and they come to an agreement where Jimmy's fine being the backup. You know, I think I, I, I he is the um, the relationship in the locker room right now anyways is fine. You know, he's a, the guy. The team loves him. He's a great guy. Him and Lance have a great relationship from what I've read. Uh, we'll see what happens if they start two and four, how that locker room, you know, starts to react. But for now like him being there is there's no issues as of right now it's lance's team until he falters or gets hurt yeah and you know it at league-wide like you you see you see that teams are forcing other teams hands as far as these uh these these trade uh candidates go you see you don't see too many trades like like for example the whole alex leatherwood thing came up and and you know the Raiders were shopping him throughout the entire league, but nobody bit. And then they put him on waivers, and then somebody picked him up. Now the problem for problem the with who picked him up? Uh, the the Bears. Bears picked him up. 
Oh, jeez. Okay. Now the problem, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different story. But you know, the problem with uh, the problem with doing the same thing with Jimmy G is that he has a lot more value, and that pretty much forced the 49ers' ha- hand to restructure a deal and keep him on the team, rather than letting him go and you know be put on waivers and he you know he goes and plays for the Falcons or the Giants or whatever and get picked up on waivers. So. Um, I think this was a smart move for the 49ers business-wise. And for, for Jimmy G, this is, a, you know, it's a, agreeing to this is kind of like banking on himself. So I'm, I'm under the impression that, that Trey Lance is going to be the starter, but he's on a short leash. Now, if he stinks it up for the first six, seven games and he go, they go like two and four or something, he's just not producing, boom, you throw in, you throw in a Jimmy G who has pound for pound probably the best contract in the league right now as far as a backup quarterback slash starter so you can tell me you have a starter that's going to only get paid six and a half million for that one year that's perfect and you know this could be an audition for him you know for next year you get signed somewhere to be a starter elsewhere possibly so so is is he healthy that's what i'm asking is he is jimmy healthy is he the number two guy week one yeah, as, yeah. As far as I don't understand why you wouldn't just start him. I don't get it. In my opinion, the 49ers have the talent to be a Super Bowl contender, especially defensively. I, I think, they, I think, I think it's a front office thing, man. I think that they, I, I they, mean, yeah, they, they're going with it, their guy. You know, it's the, it's the, it's, it's their, this their number, whatever was it, the second overall or third overall pick? Yeah, some, some waste of a pick, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, and I just don't personally as a outsider i guess i don't really care because i'm a vikings fan not a 49ers fan but i think that jimmy is the better option and if you're just trying to prove something i I mean if you're just trying to be like well we'll see if we go two and four then we'll play jimmy where you could have played jimmy and you could be four and two and in better like i'm just saying like that's just my opinion on on an unbiased opinion on i don't care about what they're what uh what's his name the the gm uh well, Shanahan and Lynch, Shanahan makes all the decisions. Nothing, nothing happens without Shanahan's approval. So, right, Lynch so, is the GM, but Shanahan's in charge. If he's healthy and he knows his offense, and you guys, the 49ers have gone to two NFC championships and one Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, why even? Maybe he's a little banged up and he didn't practice as much. But if he's healthy and he's there, play him. Don't, don't, don't try to get cute, and and play some guy that you have no idea a wild card that he's going to be good or not. And try to go two and four, then start him, where you could go forward two and be in a division, a division that the Rams, they might be, you know, everyone's crowning them the division winner, but Stafford's elbows messed up, and I'm just saying that's in an NFC that's wide open, those losses are gonna hurt if you go two and four and then decide to switch back. Well, he yeah. he's not. He's not starting for the same reason they traded three first-round picks to pick Trey Lance. Like, the organization decided Jimmy's not the guy long term. I understand. No, I get it. I'm just I – un- I understand. I'm just saying it's stupid. Lance yeah, needs be- to play. The only way yeah. he's going he's to get better is to play. And so, uh, Shan- like, they know that he's a project. They, they picked the guy. They studied him. They did tape on him. They spent almost, like, over a year with him. And they know he's raw. The only way he's going to improve is to play. Now, whether, I mean, they might sacrifice some short-term 
uh, wins to get him experience, but they want him to get that experience because his physical tools are going to put him in that elite tier of quarterbacks if he can get down being an actual quarterback, you know, getting the offense, being accurate, uh, making the making the throws that he needs to make. He's going to take them to that next level. He, he's going to take them to that Chiefs level if uh, he pans out. So that's what they're banking on. But, you know, like you're saying, how come Jimmy doesn't start? Like I said in the beginning, he is a better option today. If you want to win, if you want the best chance to win week one, I think you start Garoppolo. But I think Shanahan thinks he can win week one and week two and week three with Lance. Even maybe it's a slightly lower percentage, but you not only have to factor in this year, but also, you know, after this year. Now, uh, here, like, Kyle has proven that he is all in on winning right now, right? Like, obviously, he trades three first-round picks for Lance while Jimmy's still on the squad. Now Jimmy is still on the squad, and it's Lance's team for now. Uh, he cuts Trey Sermon, who he traded up for in the third round. That was like, a shock, he, man. They traded yeah, shock to me. DeForest Buckner. You know, they, they trade DeForest Buckner when he was at the height of his powers for a draft pick. Like they are all about doing what's best for the organization and putting a winning football team on the field and winning now. So it, it, I'm kind of contradicting myself by saying Garoppolo gives them a better chance to win, but they're starting Lance, thinking about the future. But really, Kyle wants to win. And this, the best chance for him to win now and long term is to get Lance reps, to get him to get him to the level of passer that he needs to be so he can carry this franchise. Hopefully they do give him a $250 million deal, or whatever it is, and he can carry this team because he earned it. All right. I mean, I cool. cool. I mean, <laughs> you, what you're saying makes it makes no, what you're saying makes sense is a good justification for what they're doing. But I mean, I don't know. I don't like it, but I'm not a 49ers fan, so I don't have to justify it. I think that they should start Jimmy as from the outside in. Um, you could say the same thing a couple of years ago with when when uh, the Cardinals reached on Josh Rosen and the next year they drafted Kyler Murray or then two years later, whatever it was. Yeah. They didn't give him. I mean, did year they after. really give him? So it was like the next year. The next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they obviously were like, yeah, we have a better chance of drafting another rookie, yeah. another undersized, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, when you reach for a guy that plays six college games in three years in North Dakota. And I get I get what you're saying, man. I just, from the outside looking in, not being a 49ers fan, I personally would go Jimmy. And I've talked a lot of crap about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm sitting here telling you, he <laughs> should start week I, one. Yeah, I've defended the man for the past three years. Like, he's probably one of my favorite players in the league. But... In this scenario, like Garoppolo is Rosen and Lance is Murray. The Cardinals knew Rosen wasn't it. The Niners know Garoppolo isn't it. So the Cardinals ditched Rosen for Murray. The Niners try to ditch Garoppolo for <laughs> for Lance. <laughs> the dude's still there. <laughs> but the thing is, sorry, you go funny. to you go to a Super Bowl with this guy throwing the ball like twenty times in the in the postseason. Like he's good and like I know I've talked a lot of crap about him, but he's good enough. He's I just don't see Trey, and I hope I'm wrong. For the sake of everybody in Fargo, North Dakota, where I live, I hope <laughs> I'm wrong. I hope that Trey Lance is a is a beast because everyone up here seems to think he is. And I I'm sitting here telling you that Jimmy Garoppolo, 
Kirk Cousins Jr. is better starting quarterback than Trey Lance. But hey, I get paid like I get paid nothing to talk football. So what do I know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do want to talk about according to Spot Track uh, his, the details of his contract. So he has a no trade clause and he has a no tag clause for 2023. Not that that was really going to matter in this situation, but his incentives is a lot of incentives for this one. Uh, 250k per game where he takes 25% of the snaps, 500k with 50% of the snaps in a playoff game, extra fi- uh, 500k with 50% snaps in the NFC Championship, and an extra 500,000 for an NFC Championship win, and an extra one million dollars for 50% snaps in the Super Bowl. So that's something to look out for. I mean, he has possibility of getting paid uh, a good amount of money under this contract. Well, when they go two and four, he'll get in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, I it, I think it's just the best. It, it was uh, it, the move made sense for the team at the time because they couldn't trade him. But uh, remember, uh, Shanahan said he didn't think this was a possibility. So, if uh, Garoppolo was gone right now, we wouldn't be having these discussions about if if Trey Lance is ready or not. Like, they know that he's going to be raw. They see him every day in practice. They spent over a year with him. They know that there's going to be some uh, peaks and valleys. But um, they they were comfortable enough to roll with it. You know, they were fully committed to trading Garoppolo. It just didn't happen. So now they just decide, hey, let's just have him as a backup because it makes sense. And now we can get him for cheaper. That's just, that's just what happened. Yep, that is what happened. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for the 49ers. I like the 49ers. Um, I, like I said, I think they could contend, especially in the NFC. So hopefully they, they decide to, to make a switch sooner rather than later before it's too late with this. I mean, maybe maybe two and four isn't too late when you have a wide open NFC, but whatever. Um, One more note I wanted to add that it I, I was dying laughing when I when I heard it on the Abraham Milkoff podcast. They said, what if there's a scenario where Garoppolo ends up sticking around longer than Lance? Like, wow. Lance doesn't work out. Garoppolo takes over. They re-sign Garoppolo. He's the, he's the long-term quarterback for the Niners. So, I was sitting here, like, rant- ranting on and on last year that, that Kellen Mond should start against Green Bay in Week 16 last year. Remember that? Yeah. Like over and I still will say I still think that that should have happened over Sean Manning, but Mike Zimmer's a punk. But I mean, at the end of the day, Mike Zimmer and it was right. Kellen Mond was terrible. He proved in the preseason. Week week one of the preseason against the Raiders, he looked okay. But weeks two against the 49ers and week three against the Broncos, he was throwing the ball to nobody. Absolutely nobody. Yeah. And what the Vikings do, they moved on. And I think Kellen Mond has a much better resume. To be an NFL quarterback than than uh than Trey Lance, or, is he better than him? I don't know. I have no idea. Kirk Cousins is better than both of them and better than Jimmy G. So you're not gonna you're not gonna take away Kirk Cousins' um, chemistry with Thielen and Jefferson to go with a guy like Mond, where you're taking away chemistry with Debo Samuel and the last four weeks of the season with Brandon Ayuk to try a little cute little play with Trey Lance. So. 
sometimes you just gotta def- like realize that hey, that was a really bad pick, and I defended Kellamon and he sucks, but he was probably better than Trey Lance. Man, coming out maybe at least yeah. had a, a, a spicy resume anyway. Okay, okay, yeah. No, he did. I mean, he played. He was senior bowl MVP, and he had you know he played more than six games. And he didn't play in North Dakota. Played for Texas A&M. Had a heck of a last year there. Third round pick. I mean. I don't know. I like Trey Lance as a person. Like I think because he's a Minnesota boy, so I'm a little biased, and he's North Dakota State. But I don't think that he's an NFL starter. But I also said that about Carson Wentz, and I was proven wrong for like ten games. <laughs> MVP. He should have won the MVP that year. I agree. I agree. That year, for ten games, he was the MVP. Yeah. And then Nick Foles was Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Man. I don't even know if, if Nick Foles is on a team anymore. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know. Uh, I think he is. I think he got signed by somebody. I can't remember, he was though. I'm not going to. I'll go last year, I think. Or was is he, he with Indy? the I think he's with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's with the Colts. He's in the backup. Maybe. Yeah, you know, know. Maybe, they win, maybe they win the division and Kyle Shanahan is the coach of the year. And six months from now, I'm looking like an idiot because I – Said Trey Lance is a bum, and he might be raising the Lombardi. Sheesh. <laughs> we'll <laughs> never let you leave that live that down, man. Well, I don't know, but look, I took OJ Howard in the fourth round. Raw wrong sometimes. Yeah, so let's. You did not. It was the fourth round. Remember, I told. Oh him yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like this year. No, no, not this year. Hey, shout out to <laughs> shout out to our boy Christian. You know, we like to make fun of Christian a lot. Like. He, you know, he reaches for a guy like Phil Lindsay year after year, but this year he surprised us all. He took George Pickens with the four in the fourth round. Hey, he says he, he's a he's a he's a listener too, so he's gonna hear that. Shout oh, out yeah. to you, man, with the biggest I'm sleeper of all Christian. time, right there. Yeah, that's a sleeper, all right, in the fourth round. Probably, <laughs> with, like, probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know you who's throwing the ball. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice here, okay? He, he would have been there or he would have been there later. A lot. A lot later. <laughs> Maybe he was just trying to piss Chris off or something. Man. Maybe. Did did Pickens go to Georgia? Yes. He went to yeah. Georgia. Okay, there you go. That's Easy explanation. Yeah, it makes sense now. You know what? I, I didn't even re- I didn't even put that together. Yeah, yeah. Does he have Nick Chubb also? Did he get? Did no, he I do. Nick Chubb? I do. Oh, okay. You know that makes Nick sense Chubb, now. Nick Chubb. He also got Zamir White too. Oh, he did get Zamir White. I'm saying my fantasy sleeper for rookie side was is James Cook, brother brother of a pretty good running back in Minnesota. Yeah, he's got a great first name. I like it. Dalvin? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got today. I uh, appreciate all six of y'all for take, tuning in. Um, for Mike, you got anything else, man? Yeah. Um, we got some football next week, and I'm excited, man. Hey, free Gorilla Rilla. He should be in the game for SoFi, if you guys don't know who that is. Uh, the Chargers are, are being funny and, and not letting um, – People with masks go in the game. 
um, and uh, Gorilla Rilla is a Raider super fan, and they're not letting him in that game. So free oh Gorilla Rilla. <laughs> a year ago, you had to wear a mask to go anywhere. Right. I know. Isn't that ironic? I won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that. right. James, you got anything else, man? Um, Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Sam Darnold. He got put on injury reserve today. Uh, what a what a nosedive for his career. Uh, feel bad for him. The uh, I guess the Ravens um, the Ravens uh, mascot went down. Rest in peace to him. Yeah. And then OJ Howard got picked up by the Texans, I think. So there's your tight end one. All right, guys, I gotta go. Someone's <laughs> at my door. Uh, I look forward to doing more of these. Hell yeah! All right, I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs>